Hello everybody and welcome to uh, Doom Ray, it's July the 8th um, and we're doing a follow-up to uh, a show that, that actually proved quite popular that we did a few weeks ago uh, when we did a Rezzed panel. Um, so we've invited said Rezzed panel back, Sons Rezzed, um, which is, that's possibly the worst pronunciation of song ever, but anywho. Um, so um, say hello to Mr. Toby Rutter. Good evening. How cool. And... Um, and I'm going to set you up for it, Ashley. Say hello, Ashley. Hello, Ashley. Say, so you remembered, it, you remembered it, was, it this time. It's, it's only two weeks late, but we got there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so, you know, we've, um, it's been a bit of a quiet week, really, in the, in the gaming world, um, especially after the kind of the craziness of E3 and, uh, and um, you know, the, the and our our visit to Rest. It's been a bit of a quiet one, um, but one of the one of the things that um, you know I, I found out and about exploring on on the internet, um, which is a new invention, but it's really good. You should check it out. Um, I've heard about it, not yeah, so much, but yeah, uh, I hear it's I'm, taking off. Yeah, I'm an early adopter, I think. Um, <laughs> but uh, apparently, apparently, it's doing real big things. Mm, awesome. Might have to keep um, an eye on that one. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, and you know, one of the things that uh, one of the articles that I stumbled across um via Pulse was um this idea that's there's kind of a debate that's been going on for a while and we, we thought it was it was worth a podcast, which is quantity versus quality. Um and you know, this is this is a topic that comes up so often. I mean, it's amazing how many reviews I read that are like, you know, um 8.5 and it's everything's amazing and then the one minus is too short um so you know really we're, we're we're here to we're here to hash it out and put it to rest finally is is it is, is you can apply this to so many things is it quantity <laughs> or quality so i'll uh i'll hand that one over to you toby what are your thoughts first of all um well initial thoughts like the first thing that comes to my mind, and this has definitely been what I've thought in recent years, is I like games that are short enough that I'll actually finish them. <laughs> being a, a little bit, yeah. being a little bit pushed for time as a as like a dev, even as an indie dev, like that makes it sound like it's less than other dev stuff. But just having the time to actually make it all the way through a game because it doesn't happen that often for me. Um, also, because I think I lose a bit of motivation if I don't kind of play the game when it's sort of up and like you know out and relevant i i eventually things start getting spoiled and you sort of the the urge to oh, i must go out and play this game sort of slow, slowly sort of dips a bit and you, sort you of do lose that it. initial interest after like you know the first week or so when people have oh check out all the cool things in this game and you're just like well i wanted to find that out for myself sort yeah. of thing yeah exactly and so having stuff like i mean uh, the last one i think that was like oh this is a dev friendly game length was um infinite because it was a really fantastic game, and I finished it in a night, which meant that I finished it and mm. got to the end. And I'm not, you know, there may still be people who haven't played Infinite, so I'm not going to spoil the ending or just the game in general. My but only thing it's... about the ending was I didn't get the thing with with the giant marshmallow Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, that was it a bit was strange. a subtle. It was, you know, I think that was quite a deep reference, and it, I, I don't think it was obvious to like, your average layman no, what they were no, trying to no. do there. But, I mean, it was it was obviously a reference to Bioshock's previous game, um, Marshmallow, Marilyn Monroe, Death Three. Um, yes. You know, it was it was kind of a bit of an Easter egg, really, wasn't it? Um, uh, almost, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. um. <laughs> but yeah, so short games, short games are fun. If they're, you know, I feel like if yeah, if, if the quality's 
good enough. But the the thing is with that is, to me, it's not even quality anymore. It's, and I I think, you know, I suffer from a a similar thing to you, Toby, by the sounds of it, is that, you know, I remember when I was a student or when I was, you know, um, before that even, um, you know, back when me and Ashley were at school, um, we used to, you know, I, I always remember like a big thing was, you know, I wanted a game to be like 100 hours long. Mm. Like that was like a, a shopping criteria. You know, it was like, you know, the Final Fantasy 7s of this world. Yeah, I was going to say, I first PlayStation game I ever had was Final Fantasy 9. And there is no doubt I got well over 150 hours of that game. Yeah. And that, and, yeah, that was a criteria of... Yeah, and I think it, it's funny because it was for such a long time. And, and, and I think as well, a lot of that was based on this idea of, if I'm going to pay forty pounds for something or fifty pounds for something, you know, because I remember paying like forty four ninety nine for Tekken. Like, <laughs> how, how ridiculous is that? <laughs> you know, I remember paying sixty nine ninety nine for Goldeneye, but that was goddamn worth it. Um, but no, and you know, and I think now there's this kind of weird economy with games because you know so many of these indie games are like five, six, ten quid, um, mm. you know, or, or twenty dollars or whatever, um. It seems that that isn't a criteria anymore. But my main thing is, is like you, Toby. You know, I'm I don't have the time to play into games that I used to. And to me, like I'm trying to think of like the last kind of five games I I sat and completed, and you know, without kind of a a, a break. And they're all kind of little indie titles like mm. Limbo, Journey, um, probably Thomas was alone. Uh, yep. you know those kind of games you know and yeah. and that that kind of very unique experience that i can play through in almost a, a, a film amount of time yeah um, i think one of the one of the reasons like this is such a big thing now is because of the fact that we have these uh short indie titles and you know the smaller games which you know have amazing gameplay but in smaller sections is the fact that we look at these bigger games, you know, like your Call of Duty, your Battlefields, and all of like the AAA scene, mm. and say, well, if I'm spending fifty, sixty pound on this, surely I should get a lot more enjoyment out of this because it lasts a longer time, and because you know, because I'm spending so much more on it, whereas I could spend the five pound on an indie title and you know have a much better experience from it. Mm. So we're looking at, you know, it's it's looking at the fact that. Because you know these games are cheaper and we're getting more enjoyment from it. Surely, if we're spending more money, we should be getting longer titles with again more enjoyment from it. And I think you know you've you've kind of <clears throat> stumbled into um, one of my kind of hates in in gaming there, in that with Call of Duty and Battlefield, they are kind of the main culprits in my opinion. Of um, it's a slightly kind of tangent to the argument, but this thing of what happened to the single player like mm-hmm. you know it's just like basically you may as well charge me a subscription to a multiplayer service yeah, um, yeah. and you know because that that was always my big thing about halo and it's always why it's, you know when there's always the argument about what's the best first person shooter of this generation to me it's always halo apart from the fact i'm a hideous hideous fanboy um <laughs> but it is well that like, always skews an argument yeah, yeah. But, but it is <laughs> at least you're honest of, yeah, yeah. yeah no but but it is that thing of it has that that single player experience as well um 
and you know that that adds to the longevity of a game because you know these multiplayer games like you know you do plow hours in of first person shooters and those kind of things uh, on multiplayer but i think the single player component of those is still so important yeah well i think when you like yeah i think games that are almost and i'm going to class call of duty and battlefield as games that, even though they technically have a single player component they are multiplayer focused games mm. and so for instance the game that i've without a doubt plowed the most hours into over the last year um significantly longer than i've spent i'm probably not going to look at the hours in steam because it'll be quite scary <laughs> significantly longer than any amount of hours i've put into a single player game is i've been playing valve's dota 2 mm. but that's because i can play it for you know like you say if you were going to play an indie game in one go you know you play it for maybe a couple of hours if i play like you know an hour and a half 40 minutes hour and a half and i play one or two games of that you know twice a week or something that that accumulates up but that's why i think multiplayer games have a different sort of system because you're because it's more about repeat you know there's more encouraging to do repeat play where a single player traditionally not always but it's more of like a you know a one playthrough focus especially if it's narrative driven yeah you know, you, so you're playing it once to get more the, kind of narrative. the uh the competitive side of things it's, it's yeah it drives that it's almost like a sport. You'd rather, you know, exactly. you want to be playing it rather than just experience. Play to improve, and you, you know, you're playing for a lot of other reasons. And so I think you possibly kind of almost people, if people are judging this time versus money element, they feel like they're getting more value for money out of multiplayer games. They just keep going back to and playing a lot over a longer period of time. Whereas narrative, more single or more single player oriented games are being hit by this. You know, are they worth the money? I think what works in favor of indie games is they are more able to set their own price point. If you say, oh, you know, we've created this game and we think that tenor maybe is like, is where, where we think it'll at. Whereas stuff that's going to console is, you know, pretty much fixed by, you know, the retail price of something. And then they've got to try and justify that their game is, I partially think it's wrong to judge things so monetarily because Mm. it's like, I should be getting this much for this much money. Um, because it, it it only encourages the idea that, um, which is I think Dr. Ian Simmons from the video game archive was talking about. I sort of talked with him a couple of years ago, the Game Central thing, um, talking about how we're still pretty bad about judging a game's quality as a whole by anything other than the amount of money it makes. Yeah, which is completely yeah. wrong. Um, yeah, and I, I think you know that that's the thing is, I you know I could and I'm sure you guys could name five games off the top of your head that you absolutely adore that you have sank hours into that nobody you know has played um Mm. and i think you know that there are so many phenomenal games that aren't that aren't commercial successes i mean um i think one of the best one of the best kind of um libraries of indie games is is available on the ps3 like I, i think they have some amazing indie games like um the unfinished swan is yeah yeah an absolutely phenomenal yep. game critical acclaim you know lots of love for it the same with journey you know when baftas massive critical acclaim but commercially it, yeah they aren't going to be your big no block, you know breaking the bank kind of profit no and then you and then you get that weird kind of middle ground which is games like uncharted where they they aren't kind of the massive huge sellers but they sell a lot they're kind of pretty big successes um and they get that critical acclaim but you know like uncharted is actually a good example of it where i played uncharted 2 once 
I played Uncharted 1 once and I played Uncharted 3 once. At no point did I question the amount of money I'd spent on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I sat for, you know, say 15 hours and was so completely taken in by it. Um, and I finished it and I didn't want to go and replay it and collect things. I don't really care, you know, that, that yes. Yeah. I'm not a completionist. Um, you know, you get these people who kind of like, oh, I 100% at Grand Theft Auto and it took me 250 hours. It's like, well done. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> um, wish I had that kind of time. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> yeah. they're, 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 but there are that kind of those kind of people out there, um, and you know, fair play to them. But to me, the kind of games that I play that amount of time into are things where there are no measurable goals. So, like Minecraft. Mm. Yeah, very easy to just. Well, it's all emergent. You can just go in and do what you want. Yeah, and yeah. Weirdly, that pulls you in for more hours of gameplay than if someone tried to create a 250 hour long story in a game. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think the last the last kind of massive game that I sank like hundreds and hundreds of hours into was Dragon Age Oranges. Uh, or- oranges. 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 <laughs> right, oh, there hey. needs to be a new expansion. Yeah, Dragon yeah. Age Oranges. Sponsored by Terry's. Um, um, no, it was Dragon it's Age not o- mine, Origins. It's yours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's um, not Terry's slogan. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was, and you know, I, I played a lot of Skyrim and games like that, but. That was the last game that, you know, I wanted to read everything. And, you know, mm. part of that was, um, you know, down to kind of my love of um, of kind of fantasy literature um, and how well written all the, like, you know, little bits of poetry and songs and, you know, how well done that world was. And that was the closest thing to, like, Baldur's Gate I'd ever played um, since playing Baldur's Gate 2. Um, but, you know, those those games are rare for me um and yeah like you know like i say i think you know the last of us is a a similar thing in that it's a great game like it is can i request no spoilers please you can request Uh, no spoilers can i just uh i'll mention one thing well it's not about the game but i have to put hand on heart i didn't enjoy it as much as i expected to no but i I think that is down to when you see these tens rolling in and it's just like 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 10 mm. out of 10. Um, <clears throat> and the complaint that I've heard from a lot of people, uh, we'll steer clear of stories. Yeah, no, that's, we won't mention um, any sort of, yeah. <clears throat> but um, but a lot of people have said kind of the gameplay is quite dry and I can see that. It's kind of, it's it's a, yeah. good, it's a good stealth game. It's not an amazing stealth game. Um but it's, for me, it's the story of it that I yeah. love. I adore that. It's, oh yeah, hands the... down, the story is 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 amazing in it. It was just that the gameplay just didn't feel like it was backing it up. I mean, no. it, it was it's good. Don't get me wrong, it is a good game and it's definitely worth playing. But in terms of of, of Naughty Dog's previous titles, it didn't grip me as much as Uncharted did. I wasn't I think like eager that... to get through it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and I think a lot of that to me. Um, cause I was, th- cause to me, I prefer it, but it's only because I'm a bit of a weirdo and love kind of post-apocalyptic storylines. <laughs> storylines. Yeah. Like I, I love that idea of kind of like, you know, when, when the world goes bad, what mm, do normal what people do? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I do love that. Like I love the road, the film, uh, Jericho is one of my favorite TV series. Um, the death of grass is one of my favorite books. Um, so you know, I, I do love that kind of post post apocalyptic scene. 
Um, but one of the things is I, I have found myself, I can only play like an hour and a half, two hours at most of it because mm. it is so intense and so kind mm. it's so foreboding in its kind of yeah well, know, it's like, like you couldn't watch the road if it was you couldn't repeatedly watch the road three times in a row because it was yeah, too yeah it's just like I does mean, it so well it's too much to <laughs> do in large quantities yeah i mean without spoilers there are more emo- there is more emotion in the first 25 minutes of the last of us than in oh, most yeah. entire yes. computer games um yeah. and you know, and and I think for me the the reason why I wasn't so taken in by it in that sense was like with Uncharted, it's this kind of it's this Indiana Jones thing, isn't it? And there's yes. these vistas and the sense of humor and the quips and the scenarios that you get into are kind of very fantastical and everything. Um, but one of the one of the things that that I have found with The Last of Us that's really bugged me, um, because to me Naughty Dog are the pinnacle of like technical polish, like you know. The Uncharted games, I played all three Uncharted games without seeing like one texture drop, one, you know, bit of pop it. Like it was just perfect. It was very, very, very consistent. Yeah, you yeah. Don't see, you don't see like any streaming issues. It's just, yeah, oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, and, and, but even, even in the animation, like I love the way that like uh, Nathan Drake, like as you're going downstairs, you'll like touch the wall. And yeah, the animation. Like Naughty Dog games are phenomenally fluid. But then with The Last of Us, I've noticed there's weird... And I I don't know if it's because of that massive update that PlayStation did, because no reviews have mentioned it. But everybody I've talked to has had moments where... And they're only like little things, but you'll jump over a crate and they'll kind of glitch through the crate. Or you'll be in cover and somebody will come up behind you, like, you know, a a friendly, and you'll kind of glitch out slightly. Yeah. it really kind of takes it breaks you the immersion, the yeah, especially when the game is that immersion focused. Obviously, they're pushing they're pushing the story so much. Yeah, yeah. Things like that go, you know, the the they exaggerate. It's exaggerated the effect they have on immersion because it's so it's pushing story so much. Yeah, and you know that is it. You know, when when you kind of when you've spent like forty minutes trying to infiltrate a town, like pooing yourself. It's just, you know, it is just that technical moment. term. That's not a, that's a... yeah. That's a that's a game dev term. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's I think that's an industry standard term. Pooing yourself. Um, Pretty much. Sometimes yeah. it's more explicit. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, but we'll keep we'll keep it PG for now. <laughs> um, for now. <laughs> but yeah, and you know, I think you know that's probably. You know what? What I'd say to you guys is what you know. When was the last time you you kind of found yourself completely taken in by a game? And was it through story? Was it through you know? Was it through that kind of richness of world? You know what was it? God, I'll let you go to first over. <sighs> Cheers, pressure. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's tricky because I think, like you say, because there are different things get you in different ways. Um, I think. Unfortunately, I've alluded to broken record because I haven't played that many games since Infinite. Um, but Infinite was one of the like Infinite was the first time story-wise I've got to like through a game and gone. I think it was because it appealed to me like story-wise. I'm a big fan of dystopias. It's kind of one of the reasons I want to play. I want to play The Last of Us so much. You know, it's going to be very story-driven. It's very post-apocalyptic. It's got this kind of dystopian feel to it. I like those sort of those stories, and so that was getting to the end of Infinite. I can't remember through 
PS3 and PS2. I can't really remember about the last time a game story at the end of a game had me going, like, I've got to tell people about this. I'm just so kind of that that story did did it for me so much that I'm gonna kind mm. of be be really like off the walls. I thought that the gameplay's bad in in Bioshock, but I wouldn't say you know I wouldn't say the gameplay did anything to me that was like oh my god that was I've never played anything like that or that's kind of completely revolutionised and really engrossed me kind of gameplay wise. But the but the story did. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was kind of probably the last the last one from my kind of story focus but there are there are different things and that's one of the things where i think some people have enjoyed uh the uncharted series from Naughty dog which was still aiming to try and push what they could do maybe not story-wise as much as cinematically mm. you know they wanted to make a game feel like you were playing a movie and by going down that kind of i don't want to say light-hearted indiana jones but by going down the indiana jones sort of style film lent itself very well to really kind of high action non-stop sort of gameplay whereas something like the last of us is going to be very differently paced just from what i can tell looking kind of out looking in having not played it i mean the one the uh, one thing i will say for the last of us is um its number of cutscenes and length of cutscenes rivals the metal gear series really yeah they are they are, they are fairly long but yeah they are really well acted and yeah at no point did I think, oh, this is like I want to get through this cutscene to get back to gameplay. It does because I felt that way until it solid. <laughs> no, no, you don't. You don't get that in in The Last of Us. And the the other thing in The Last of Us is, um, and again, Ash, you you might you might feel this as way way as well, but might not. But the one thing that I kind of felt was with that performance capture, <clears throat> there's so many lovely moments, um. That are just done in a look that aren't that yeah. you know that aren't done in dialogue, and I think because there's that level of believability in in those cutscenes and in that performance, um, you don't mind it as much because you don't kind of feel like like with Metal Gear. I mean, Metal Gear is famous for its for its hideously long cutscenes. I mean, yes. even Metal Gear One, when it was just yeah. kind of you know this kind of pseudo philosophical weird self indulgent <laughs> you know. Um, banter between Psychomantis <laughs> and you know Snake. So, but you yeah. know, I, I do think as well. The thing is, is that <clears throat> the Last of Us tells a very coherent story, and it's mm. it's very linear, and it's very kind of not one dimensional necessarily, but it is kind of like this is the story of this guy and yeah. what yeah. he goes through. Um, it, it definitely punches home the points it was trying to make. Yeah. Whereas, like Metal Gear, I'm a massive Metal Gear fan. But at the end of Metal Gear Four, I was still sitting there going, "Don't get it." Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the other point I'd make about um, about Naughty Dog is I, I, that's what, that's what, above everything else. I think this is the thing that I'd give because there, there's lots of things you can say, you know, fantastic about Naughty Dog. But the thing I would say they're absolute kings of is they are kings of giving you something that is technically completely linear and making you not feel like you are playing something. Yeah, they do a good job of this, you know, disguising the fact that it's linear. Because if you want to make a very, very story-driven, you know, game, you are going to have to sacrifice the the ability to kind of play more. But you're going to have to sacrifice some degrees of player freedom. You have to give them kind of a path that they have to go down to get through the story. Mm. And they do a very good job of not making you feel like you are just kind of going down 
See, I really don't want to say this now, but that was one of my main gripes with The Last of Us. Really? Because I didn't feel that in Uncharted. I thought they did a great job of yeah. not doing that. Well, this Uncharted. is the thing. I felt the same way in Uncharted. The fact that although it's a linear path and they want you to sort of go into the, the areas that they want you to go to, it felt very open world. Whereas okay. The Last of Us, there were... It, all right, it didn't feel like it in all of the sections, but a lot of the sections felt like there was clearly only one path you can go down. And you have uh, to take okay. that path. I think one of one of the one of the problems with with The Last of Us is that it can't be as subtle in it. Yeah. It's because yeah. Because um, you know, like it's that thing of if you go and walk down, if you go outside and walk down the street that you live on, you can only walk down the street that you live on. You can't go through everybody's houses, through the gardens. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's believable because that's the world that you occupy. Um. So with Uncharted, you know, there's this kind of you know, especially in kind of Uncharted 2 and 3, you go through these populated areas, so it feels believable that you can't yeah, kind of... Yeah. Whereas, because it's The Last of Us... And, yeah, it is, you know, so, and... is so kind of derelict. And it's the fact that, like, <clears throat> you'll go past, like, a bar with where you can kind of see inside, and it's just completely empty. And it's beautifully made and all kind of nicely rendered and stuff. Mm. But you can't go in it. <laughs> they just kind yeah. of... It seems really strange decision to spend that time modeling the inside of a room to yeah, then not to let not... the player explore it. Um, Again, I think it was like you were saying earlier, it's a lot of these things, they just, they all sort of added up to break the immersion of the game, which mm. I think is what one of the points that really sort of stuck out to me. It's, it's like one of those things that it's, it's small, but when you notice it, it really does stand out. And the thing is that once you've noticed it, you can't. Yeah, you can't forget it. it. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. Um, I think yeah. in a in another game sort of sense, some, uh, this is one that just kind of came back to me, having to think on the spot. I got a bit of like, uh, can't think of anything. Um, wasn't that long ago that I played Bastion? And yeah. Bastion, I what really like because, well, apart from everything, you know, there's so many wonderful things to talk about Bastion. You know, this is. You know, again, a pretty pretty well critically acclaimed game. I love the way they chose to tell their narrative, and that they thought they sat down and thought about, okay, how can we tell this in a way that isn't like cinema? Because we're making a game and we want to tell it in a different way. We don't want to stop the action with cutscenes. How could we do this that means that the game kind of just keeps flowing? And and I think they did a, a massive thing towards sort of pointing out to games that you don't have to tell your stories in the same way that films tell their stories because they're films and we're games. And you can have games that are very cinematic and go down the film route, but you know, also games look to other ways to be to you can be you know to be story driven to have really good narrative. I think you know, one and ma- do it one, differently. Yeah, and, and one massive thing that Bastion did so well was so often um, with kind of narrative and computer games, you, you get this, you get great ideas that are executed badly. Um, yes. and Bastion and Thomas was alone, which both tell their stories in very similar ways. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing they did right was they they got a voice that suited the tone of the game so yes. well. Yeah, and that voice in Bastion, just the <sighs> sec the second <sighs> you hear him speak, you just like sold. Yeah, yeah sold I'll, completely. Uh, yeah, um, and weirdly, he he works in games not just Bastion because they uh. They did a Bastion announcer pack for for Dota Two, and it's just it's like ah, oh, more of more of it. More of that <laughs> weird Morgan Freeman. Yeah, cool I expect, guy. I expect him to be is. older than he really was. He's 
early mid twenties or something. Yeah. He feels like a well, the character was. He feels yeah, he feels like the the granddad from Bastion. Yeah. The voice. Yeah, the voice kind of was completely separate from what the uh, the voice actor was, and that's obviously the mark of a very good voice actor. Yeah, yeah. no, but I, I, you know, I thought Bastion was a great game, and um, it's funny as well because <clears throat> to 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 kind of back up your point in terms of narrative, when they when they ported that over to the iPad, they completely changed the way you played it, mm. um, and in many ways, it's a completely different game to the one that you get on the Xbox, even even though it's the same game and the same experience, the same levels, because of the way you interact with it, it becomes a very different experience because it's it's touch-based and yes. it's not kind of virtual controls and it's, it's you know, this kind of drag-to-move system. Right. Whereas, obviously, the Xbox had that, um, you know, the kind of twin-stick shooter aspect yeah. instead. Um, and... It's funny because it's testament to how good the story of that game is. Is that even if you completely change the way it's played, it's the story still absolutely amazing. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. and you know, I think that's that's quite an incredible um, achievement, really. Because um, you know, the, like like you were saying, Ashley, in that once once you've kind of had your immersion broken, it's really hard to get back in. Yeah. Um. You know that that is kind of a testament to it. Um. And yeah, and I, I think it's funny, isn't it? Because to me, um, you know, I, I was talking to uh, Lars Simkins, who's making Frontiers, and mm. one of the things that he was saying about Skyrim that he didn't like, and it was weird because it was always the thing that I didn't like but could never kind of work out what it was, was what he said was they built this like amazing world and then they put you on this path that you have to follow and whether you think you're following it or not, you are following that path. Mm. And then, you know, you okay. kind of, you walk into a room and everybody goes, Dragonborn. And it's really kind of weird because it just kind of feels like, you know, how he said it was, it feels like you're walking through a play. Yeah. Okay. And I saw it and I was like, that's... Yeah, that that's, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and that that's the thing that had bugged me. is like with Minecraft, like I could tell, I could sit and tell you stories about Minecraft. Mm. As I'm sure everybody could for hours. Sit around the fire, gents. Let me yeah, tell you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little pixely, yeah. blocky fire. Yeah. Um, but you know, and it, but it does have that yeah. weird thing where there's no story yet. You create this huge story in your head. Um, and it's weird that 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 with Skyrim, they plow so much time into making a story, and. It they really like didn't have constraint. to. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it, never, it yeah, feels well, like constraint. I think this is why the fact that Skyrim is still so popular is because of the fact that, although, yes, obviously Bethesda did a great job, they did their story and they did their tale, but mm. the fact that it now lives on with PC and modding, the modding community, that now you can make your own story and you can just go out and sort of explore the world and create mm. your own adventures, I think that's why it's sort of, you know, well, that's why it's still remains. popular to these, da- you know, to this day. Yeah, and you can be Superman. Yeah, and you can be um, Superman or Iron Man or <laughs> or as I've got on one of mine, I've got a TARDIS. Nice, really? nice. Um, but you know, and I think that that's interesting as well because, um, you know, firstly, I'd just like to say I I loved Skyrim. I loved Bethesda. It wasn't, you know, it's not that I hate them. It's just it was that weird gripe. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's it's funny, isn't it? Because you talking about um modding, it's one thing that I find quite funny is that you get these games 
that are years and years and years and years and years old, but because they're open to modding, they live on. Yeah. And I find it really funny that the developers spend so much time trying to lock their game down and trying to kind of, you know, say, like, no, you can't touch my baby. It's mine. You know, stop it. Leave it alone. And then, you know, the game kind of dies. But then when you open it up, it's, yeah, it's it lives on in because... ways that they didn't even think possible. Yeah, I mean, look at look at Portal. Like, you know, yeah. when they did when they did that and um, they, they gave the employee of the month, the Valve employee of the month to the... Mm. Uh, the designer and yeah. the things that they did i mean the, the other classic example is um trials evolution on uh yeah. xbox yeah and that guy did a portal level and you know the the guy who made the game was sitting there going i have no idea how he did that <laughs> um and you know <clears throat> all the way th- all the way through kind of you know this generation of console though you know that seems to have happened well console and pc because i remember meeting somebody who'd worked on little big planet as a level designer yeah. and they said you know they released little big planet and they hired all the little big planet 2 well a lot of the little big planet 2 level designers from the community of little big planet 1 mm. well i like that they made the point of going we're giving you the tools that we developed the game with yeah, yeah. Essentially, they they yeah. they set made the multiplayer like the the level building tools first, and then went right now we'll make the game with it. Sort of knowing that the game they were going to make was going to be a tiny percentage of what was actually going to get made once yeah. they released it. And you know, it's um, I think it hit a million levels last week, was it, or the week before? Something like um, that, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a, it wasn't too long ago. That's amazing though, like a million levels. And some of them, like I have to say I mean some of them are terrible. But you know Yeah, the the dick rockets can be excused, but <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but some I love the Silent Hill amazing. level. It was a Silent Hill level one from Little Big Planet One. It was awesome. Mm. And really? I love I love those kind of love letters that everybody does to like their favourite game in it. Like yeah. um somebody remade the entire um, first and second reactor from Final Fantasy VII. Oh wow! Um, you know, with like Barrett's dialogue and you know um, Wedge and um, how have I forgotten the name? Big, Wedge, big Biggs, and Wedge. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and all that. It was just phenomenal. Like I, I love that. I love that kind of love letter idea. Um, but yeah, see, this is what I'm. T- we've just gone completely off topic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, game lengths. It doesn't yeah, matter yeah. as long as the game's good. It that's all that matters. Yeah, and I think you know that's. <clears throat> and again, it's funny because there, to me, there is no answer because Journey was one of my favourite games, um, of last year, if not my favourite game of last year, and it had no story, uh, no dialogue. It was completely kind of allegorical and just kind of like make of it what you will mm. um you know and you get to the end and you're like have i reached enlightenment on a vibe is this like you know but like um and then you know but then it's this idea of kind of if you work together with somebody without ever having to interact with them it makes the experience easy like that was such a beautiful mechanic i just loved that game um and then my other favorite game was dragon's dogma which was one of the most broken um weird like the story was crap the world was broken <laughs> you're um, really selling this game yeah, to you. Don't, don't be around the bush but, with that one but, no, no, but, but honestly it just sucks you in somehow and you don't know why but you just kind of like yeah i'll go with you why not um because it had a lot of charm um 
you heard it here first. Your game can be rubbish if it's got charm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well, it's 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 like me. You know, I can't get by on my looks, so I have to use my uh, my Could delightful charm. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's uh, you know, so uh, yeah, so that's the conclusion we've come to. It doesn't matter as long as you, as long as you're charming. There we go. I mean, think like things like like last year, Walking Dead. Like we were talking about the narrative earlier. Mm-hmm. The Walking Dead games, there were moments in that where, you know, like, you, ca- you, sh- you catch your breath, you know what I mean? You get that th- mm. bit in the back of your throat that's just like, did I just actually witness what happened? Yeah. But even those games, like, the way they'd set them out in, like, the episodic content, because they were so short, they were easy to play, it was easy just to, you know, the blitz through the one episode, and then you were instantly craving more. Mm. Um. So I think, like, th- those, the way those games work, it's it's... Again, it's all down to the the gameplay. As long as the gameplay, uh, like the length of it, is driven from the gameplay, yeah, uh, it you know it ultimately helps. But also, what what I loved about that was, I'm a massive fan of the Walking Dead comics. I'm a mm. massive fan of the Walking Dead series. Again, back to my post-apocalyptic obsession. Um, <laughs> Like when the apocalypse comes, I'm gonna be there on the front line, just like I've been waiting for this. <laughs> you say that I had a very, very deep conversation about zombie fans on Saturday night, and I feel very prepared all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, I think on every way man to... has had that conversation. Yeah, of course. It's, it's, I never know. had it to the depth we had it on Saturday until I had it on Saturday night. So I know people who I want to be around now. Well, you know, it's like <laughs> These guys I have thought it through. I, I I do like bushcrafting, which isn't isn't the. Uh, the, the lady garden trimming that it may sound and <laughs> and, uh, and and archery and i don't i don't do those as hobbies that's preparedness <laughs> i am pre- i am arming myself with the tools i need for the zombie apocalypse um but no and you know and but anywho um you know i loved the series and i loved and i loved the comics and what the games did was they catered to that audience and they said We'll do this episodically, pretty much like you know. I mean, you go through one of those episodes in like an hour. Mm. You know, that's the length yeah, of a TV. That. That's the length of a TV episode. And like you mm. say, there were moments in those. And again, we'll keep it spoiler-free just in case, because normally, normally, I'd say it's been out long enough. And if you haven't played it, it serves you right. Yeah. But but the story in those games, it's one of those things where it's like. You just have to play it, and don't please don't let people ruin. It's like the Usual Suspects. Don't ever tell anybody the end of Usual Suspects. Um, and um, and yeah, usual you know, suspects. <laughs> so yeah, good. They they did they kind of catered to that to that idea of like you know that he's and they they structured it in a very similar way to the show and the comic books, and they took you know the feel of the show with the aesthetic of the comic books, and it was just so beautifully done. And the thing is, is that Traveller's Tales had. Um, um, sorry, not Travis Hell, uh, Telltale. Um, had you know come so close to like that perfect combination so many times. Like I loved the Back to the Future games, but it was just a little bit short. Again, mm. yeah, it was one of I really enjoyed the Back to the Future games. Mm. Um, and again, you know, that's another genre that seems to be kind of getting a real um kind of renaissance period. You know, thanks to Telltale as well. Is the is is the um is the kind of Point and click adventure game. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's nice to see two of my favourite genres coming back. Rogue, roguelike games. Ah, oh, roguelike games. 
And uh, I didn't even know I liked roguelike games until they <laughs> until, <I played. laughs> until they came back. I was like, oh, this is really good fun. Yeah, what do you know? Games like FTL. Oh, just, oh, FTL's not the most roguelike, but still... Phenomenal game. Fantastic game. Well, um, I've just downloaded um, Rogue Legacy, so I'm going to give... Oh, awesome. I'm going to give that a wee play this evening. So. Although, apparently, it is cripplingly difficult. Um, <laughs> but that surely makes it all the more entertaining for, like, a wee play. Yeah, true, true. Um, so yeah, so so to wrap it up, what's your your conclusions then, gentlemen, Toby? Um, if you want to get the best like perceived value out of your game, uh, make it make ways that people can essentially add value to it by creating content. You know, I guess people might say, yeah, portals are fantastic, but it was a bit short, and then they make the level editor, and suddenly you have an infinite amount of portal puzzles to play. Mm. Yeah, that's I think- one. You know, I agree with you in that sense. If if you're looking at it from a dev perspective, just give people the tools to do something rather than giving them an experience. Um, that's if you want to, you know, if you're looking experience. to make it that way. Yeah, it definitely depends on the kind of game you're planning on making. You know, the The Last of Us would not would not yeah, function yeah. as a you know. Although it'd be make. interesting to find. Well, I suppose you've got things like Daisy and stuff like mm-hmm. that, which gives people the tools to live in that world uh, yeah. and make their own adventures. I think one of, one of the weird things about that, though, and I think Daisy is the classic example of this, is with these mods, and especially the mods that very occasionally come along that outstrip the game that they're based on. Mm. Um, like, if you said to somebody, have you played Armour 2? They'd be like, oh, yeah, well, well I downloaded it and then got Daisy. Um, yeah. <laughs> just, um, yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, but it's funny because... Um, there's this weird situation that happens, and I think you know it's it's been evident with Daisy that a community then takes ownership of your game, mm. and mm. it becomes this really weird situation where they're like, "Finish the game," and you're like, "I can't, I can't work any quicker," and they're like, "Well, we're finishing it," and it's like, <laughs> there's, there's like twenty thousand of you and one of me, <laughs> like, um, but it's it's really weird that like you know, it, Daisy is this really strange kind of weird one where the community now is starting to turn against the guy who made it like mm. it's really weird like the communities that... communities have a life of their own and you can't always predict how that's gonna manifest itself no no well it's like you know Lars uh, again um, you know when I talked to him he was saying that he was having to like email people and saying like please stop defending me like, <laughs> because you're really pissing people off <laughs> and, and I'm getting a reputation because people think I'm kind of like sending you after them. Yeah. And it's just because people love the game that much. I mean, in in the case of Frontiers, it's weird because like nobody's ever played it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it is weird. Like communities, uh, uh, can be your best friend and your worst friend, really, can't they? It's uh. Yeah, it can. It can go either way, I guess. Mm, it's a scary one. But you know, it's it's one thing that Valve do so well with with Steam is they. They provide not only the tools but the support network, mm. um, and you know they they're just like have the tools and we'll distribute it for you. Uh, if you want to sell it, we can we can slap a price tag on it. You know, it's just like they're, they're amazing. Yeah. Like they are an amazing company, and um, you know I think they're you know they're the studio that all kind of you know real game developers aspire to be, aren't they? You know, yeah, in a, in a lot of ways. I'd be interested to see what people think of them. Um, I don't know if either of you read the. Uh... There was a Eurogamer article today about uh, from the point I think it was Eurogamer from the point of view of um, 
I'm not going to remember her name now, and that's going to be pretty tragic. But uh, was one of the, there was some Valve yeah, the recent yeah, hard, the recent yeah. hardware dev uh, that was um, one of it's not often that you hear about uh, people being let go from Valve, and this was talking a bit from the from a, from her point of view. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, if that changes anyone's perspective of of, of the company and what they do. But um, mm. yeah, just just go have a read and have a. You know, just, it's not a very long article, so it's hard to really gain to gauge much from it because it sort of doesn't go unbelievably specific to anything. Mm. Um, but that we'll have a look. But... I'll I'll drop the link in the description because the, the the other thing that I want to see is uh, I saw it on the banner IGN, but I didn't get to read it. Was um, apparently um, the original Halo developer has done an interview with them. Um, oh really? So I'd be intrigued to read that. Yeah. Be interested to see what they, what, what he or it's a he, isn't it? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, thinks of where it is now and mm. now so we'll, um, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to start putting in like further reading. <laughs> yeah. See the footnotes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like suggested reading titles. Um, but no. So yeah, and, and I think you know that that is the thing is like you say, you know, it's it's kind of empowering people, and I guess. I guess that's the thing is you you know empowerment in games doesn't just come through open source games or or through sandbox games or you know or you know it's not just about giving people a tool set I think it's just about respecting the intelligence of your audience and kind of yeah. like you know with with journey saying you know like there's no dialogue there's no story you'll be okay with it you know there's <laughs> there's there's no plot there's you know, just like but just go with it, you know. And, Don't yeah. worry, it'll be fine. <laughs> just be yeah, it. yeah. And, you know, but take what you want to take out of the game. And, you know, that's the same with, with these kind of, like, massively linear story-driven games as well. You are allowed to take what you want to take out of it. Um, mm. And I think, you know, that, that to me is the key. Is, you know, if, if I was to kind of run off a list of my top 10 favourite games, some would be 200 hours long, others would be two hours long others would be you know little crappy puzzle games that i play on my iphone yeah plants versus zombies stick it play yeah. stick it play yeah, stick it yeah stick it is an amazing game Fair play. that's a just a puzzle iphone plug there it deserves yeah. and plug-in. dots play dots, dots as well yeah um so yeah so there we go but um if if anybody from those companies are listening um, we accept gratuitous payments, <laughs> <laughs> and we were we were not happy. asked in any way to endorse any of the things talked about. Here no, no, this, this, this is just—it was all out of love. It was all out of love. Yeah, all out of love. yeah. We're, even we're loving, even, even me saying that Dragon Dog <laughs> It was out of love. It was like a child that you had to. You, you had to be truthful with it. Yeah, yeah that, that's like, that's. I, it's like one of those things. Is like, oh, it's a terrible game. Send me a copy of number two and prove me wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's uh, I don't know. It's one of those games, man. It's like PlayStation fours are gonna be rubbish. <laughs> no, yeah. Nice, nice, smooth. Well, smooth. you gotta hope. You gotta hope. Yeah, yeah. The only problem is that if you said that with Xbox, they'd probably just go, "Yeah, you're right." Um... Yeah. Well, the thing is, they're probably listening right Shots now. Shots fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True that. <laughs> There's a connect downstairs listening to my podcast, so they don't even have to do it. But yeah, no, I, I always think like Dragon Dogma is a bit like a bit like, you know, that girl at school that you fancied and she was like a bit weird looking and, and you think that she hated you. Um 
but you'll always have a soft spot in your heart. That's <laughs> kind of. I would, I would love to see that pop up as like a a developer quote <laughs> yeah. from a, one of the games. Our game a, is a bit like that weird yeah. girl you kind of fancied at school. There you go. That, that, that's gonna be that's gonna be the the strap line for my next game I develop. <laughs> but no um but yeah well it's uh we could just go on all night babbling and i'm sure at some point we will do um but yeah so that so that wraps up a rather nonsensical but rather entertaining doom ray um so um we'll do it next week we said we'd do it next week last the week before last and we didn't do it but we'll follow through this time so help me yes, God. we will um <laughs> so yeah so gentlemen thanks for joining me so uh so toby thanks again Thank you very much. It was, it was great. And uh, and Ashley, again, Thanks it's always again. a pleasure. Pleasure. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully next week we'll be discussing. Well, there'll actually be something for us to talk about. Um, <laughs> or we'll try nice. and tackle more than one topic, maybe. Yeah. If you're lucky. No, no, don't. No, <laughs> no I'm not gonna make any promises. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, next week, Toby will have finished The Last of Us. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a. <laughs> I'm not sure. See how that goes. I think we should set... Toby, have you ever completed um, Baldur's Gate 2? Uh, no. Complete Baldur's Gate 1, but not 2. Okay, but by, by, by the end of next week, I want you to have completed Baldur's Gate 2. We'll do... <laughs> we'll do uh, homework now. <laughs> yeah, we'll do, we'll do a special on it. You've got 200 hours free between now and then, right? <laughs> well, uh, how many hours are in a week? If I watch it on <laughs> not, a let's not constantly 200. while I work, <laughs> without sleeping... I might be able to get enough of the game done that I can pretend that I've played the game. Smooth. Just get just get to like forty hours and then just Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's smooth. I always love I always love. I remember um what was the game now? Oh, it would have been like five or six years ago. Um because it would have been in my last year of college. What was everybody playing? Come on, need more to go on than that. I can't remember. But basically I remember everybody talking about it and me kind of, I was a bit broke because I was between jobs and thank God Google was about because I was like, oh yeah, I just got to the bit where so-and-so, so-and-so happened. That was, that was so totally awesome. <laughs> it's like, oh man, Please depressing. Don't this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Please don't leave me. Um, whilst, whilst the weird girl that hated me but I kind of loved was <laughs> um, she was still there um, but no anyway just just so just in, just in case there's any girls I went to school with listening which I really doubt because you spent the entire time bullying me because I loved computer games and chess and board games so um, I doubt you're listening but um, it's not you <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so thank you very much gentlemen and uh, and we'll pick it up next week Yes, latest. All right, see you in a little bit. Bye bye.